Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Our Father and our God, we worship you both in spirit and in truth. Coming with hearts of gratitude for your tangible presence that again has visited us as we have worshipped you. As we go into your word, I humble myself afresh under your mighty hand. I pray that that same tangible presence will go with us. Lord God, will anoint me afresh, my tongue and my heart, that I would speak as I should, indeed as an oracle of God. I pray you put the same unction and anointing on the ears and the hearts of all who will hear me, those who are here physically and those who will hear me remotely, electronically, so that your word will flow freely from you through me to your people to do an internal and eternal work in all of our hearts, including my own in particular, to cause our wills to become more humble, minds to be more enlightened with revelation knowledge, emotions to be more tempered and controlled by the power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I further pray that as I speak, the power of the Holy Spirit be released in great as well as in sufficient measure to back these words and follow them wherever they are heard and released in all the earth. Yea, power that will heal, power that will deliver, power that will break yokes and free men so that they will become doers of these things which they hear and are hearers only. I further pray for mercy to be faithful, to deliver the word with precision, redeem the time and say only what you want me to say. Bring it out of the treasure of this word, things new and old. As a scribe instructed under the kingdom in Jesus wonderful name we pray and all's in agreement with me receiving every blessing I mentioned in that prayer in their individual lives all individually agreed and said you may be seated we thank God for his tangible presence in our midst as we go into the word I I'm going to continue this series of teachings I've been doing on overcoming rebellion using the kingship of, the, of David as our type. And I gave a prophetic background for this. As we speak this afternoon, the type of governmental system that is in operation in the church as of today is a soul type of system but God is fixing to change that to a David type of government and I will explain the soul type of government is Pentecostal spirit filled however they allow the government of the church of God 
to be after a human fashion. Just like old Israel wanted a dynasty. God didn't want them to have a king. Because God wanted the freedom to choose his own king sovereignly. However, because they wanted to be like the other nations around them, they desired a king. God was not happy with it, but God went along with it. And the first king he chose for them was Saul, who initially was a good king. But with time, his heart deteriorated and he became a rebellious king. And God, in the end, we're going to see today, had to kill him and remove him. And then God replaced him with a David, uh, David as king. Now, the characteristic of David was that he was a man after God's own heart who was willing to do all of the will of God. That's the key there. The difference between Saul and David was that Saul did the will of God, but he was not willing to do all of the will of God. He did the will of God that was convenient for himself, his ego, his pride, his, 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 his uh, material and physical desires. David, on the other hand, in contrast, was one who was willing to do all of the will of God as we're going to see again today, even when it was costly for him and could have cost him his life. And that's the kind of leadership that God is seeking to bring now to the church. One other characteristic of the Saul system, uh, this dynasty, natural dynasty system, is that the new king must be one of the sons of the present king, whether he's God's choice or not. And we see this reflected in the Pentecostal denominational system in which uh, men start churches and set up branches and then post men to those branches, you know, sometimes anointed, but maybe not the will of God. Anointing is not the only criteria for somebody being uh, suitable for uh, pastoral or spiritual leadership and oversight. We've seen this. A person can have uh, anointing and not have fruit in their lives. You know, and, 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 and that has caused the kind of system that we see in operation today. Many, many places, men are posted based on political, you know, emotional uh, uh, <clears throat> decisions, you know, uh, so that, you know, they can uh, uh, please the uh, general overseer or the uh, senior pastor, whoever is in charge of the denomination. In spite of this flaw, God has used this system tremendously, right from the days of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit from the Azusa Street Revival in 1906, out of which came many of the Pentecostal denominations, of which I myself partook of the blessings thereof, the uh, Assemblies of God, the Church of God, the uh, Four Square, and many others, and many of the denominations we have today have come out of that. And sadly, uh, uh, many have just copied that example. And well, in one sense, you can't blame them because that's what they saw. But then in another sense, you can because each person should go to the Word of God 
to find out what is the divine pattern. And so what has happened over the years is that, you know, uh, the, the seed has reproduced after its kind. Consequently, we have a church that has grown numerically, but has not grown up spiritually to the degree that it should. It is a direct consequence of this Saul leadership system. It is not designed for spiritual growth. It is designed for numerical financial growth to boost the ego and, you know, and the ambitions of men. Now, like I said, God has used it and he's still using it. Now, this is one of the things about God that many people don't understand. Simply because something is not the perfect will of God does not mean God will not use it. God will use it. God will use anything. I gave the example some time ago when I was teaching on overcoming covetousness of uh, Balaam. Balaam was a great prophet of God, anointed of God. God used him, but God could not use him to the full extent that he wanted to because of Balaam's greed and his covetousness. So much so that God had to try to correct Balaam by speaking through a donkey. Yeah, God used the donkey. He spoke through the donkey to Balaam. So, I mean, that's an extreme example, but that's why it's recorded in the Bible. If God can use a donkey, God can use anybody. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the fact that God is using something does not mean God is pleased with it, or it's his perfect will, but he will use it as long as he can find it available to get his work moving in the earth. But ultimately, he will have to remove it and change it to his perfect will. Which is why God is now raising up a Davidic uh, spiritual leadership in the church that will not just copy the soul system where you just post men to branches, you know. The church of Jesus Christ is not a franchise. It's not McDonald's. It's not Kentucky Fried Chicken. You can't just go and open a branch somewhere and just, just put a man there, you know, and, 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 and for it to grow uh, as if you're uh, operating a business model. It's not. It is an organic spiritual organism that should grow naturally. Just like the difference between a Christmas tree and a real tree. Uh, when it's Christmas, we have these artificial Christmas trees. Or sometimes they're not even artificial. You cut them, you know, you put some earth around them, put it in a bucket. Then you now put uh, gifts on it. Now, it looks nice. It's beautiful. And it serves the purpose for Christmas, for decoration and all of that. But it's not like the tree outside which is planted inside the ground that gets, you know, water and, 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 and nutrition uh, from the ground. And then over time, it has branches, and those branches now begin to grow fruit. You can, for the Christmas tree, you can take the fruit, the gift, off and on almost instantly. But for the real tree outside, it takes months sometimes years for bow apple trees and all that before you start getting the fruit that is god's system the system we're now operating is this you know artificial so to speak 
you know, system in which you just, you know, uh, uh, post men, then God in his goodness will just put a gift on them, use them for that particular time, and then remove the gift. But the fruit is not something you can just put off and on. You have to grow it. And it take, you grow it organically, so to speak. And it takes time for fruit to grow. And that is why you find uh, uh, that God's system in this third day, we call it the 21st century, the third day, the third millennium from the birth of Christ, you know, God is raising up a Davidic uh, uh, leadership that will bring forth this type of fruit I've spoken about and will therefore cause not only numeric growth, but will also cause upward spiritual growth that will grow ultimately to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and then uh, uh, inherit the spirit without measure that will now be used to uh, go into every tribe, tongue, and kindred and make disciples in every tribe, tongue, and kindred. It's crucial for us as Christians to understand this distinction. See, a lot of people think that when uh, 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 um, uh, God's purpose is just for you know, us just to grow numerically and people should just be born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, that's a foundation. It is a part of it, but it's not the full purpose. The full purpose of God is for the church. The people in, some people in the church, he would have liked it to be everybody. Sadly, it will not be everybody, but that's the will of God is for everybody. You know, to grow spiritually to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and then inherit the spirit without measure. And with that spirit, the spirit without measure is the power of God that causes on a consistent basis, consistent, instant healing of the sick, cleansing of lepers, raising the dead. Miracles like, you know, uh, 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 walking on water, turning water to wine will be common. We, we, in, the, in the sphere of operation of these kind of people, with that type of power, they can go to any nation. All doors will open. And then they can make disciples in every nation. In every nation, uh, a tribe, trunk, and kindred. The Bible calls it ethnos, which is the Greek word for ethnic. You know, and, and, and with that, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, what we call the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ will be fulfilled. It is uh, sad that most people think that the great commission is just a commission of evangelism. Just, you know, let's just preach. And that's why a lot of people think that the rapture can happen tomorrow. Well, after all, we've preached the gospel in every nation. And there is a truth there, but it's not the whole truth. You know, certainly on every continent of the face of the earth now, you do have some Christian presence. Africa, North America, South America, Europe, Euro-Asia, Oceania, uh, you know, Australia. Everywhere you got, you know, but that's not what, that's not everything. What God said we should do is to go and make disciples. And you have to look at the pattern of the Lord Jesus Christ who made 12 and 70 disciples. And it was those 12 and 70 that he now anointed what we call the borrowed anointing. God took of the spirit without measure that was on the Lord Jesus Christ and placed a portion of it on those 12 apostles and those 70 disciples and a few others, you know, and then they went around all of Israel 
They went from town to town, from village to village, and they preached the gospel, but not just talk. They demonstrated, they healed the sick, they cleansed the leper, they raised the dead, they cast out devils. And now they became a witness to the nation of Israel. In fact, when Jesus Christ was sending them out, he said, don't, I was reading in my own personal Bible reading recently, he said, don't take any, you know, don't take any money, you know, you don't take, you know, just take your staff, don't take, he said, everything's going to be provided supernaturally, and it was. And the Bible says they came back rejoicing, saying that even the devils were subject unto us in thy name. The Bible says they went and they healed everywhere. Now that's, that's the pattern. Don't let's lower the standard. We, the church, need to make disciples like the 12 and the 70 in every tribe, tongue, and kindred that will now be a witness to their own people. Amongst their own people, they will heal the sick instantly on a consistent basis. They will cleanse lepers. They will raise the dead. They will cast out devils. And then that, that the gospel, this gospel of the kingdom would have been preached as a witness to those, all those ethnos. It is, that is the condition for bringing Jesus back. Satan, knowing this, has tried to sidetrack the church by giving us numerical numbers, a small degree really compared to what God is going to give us, of financial prosperity, and we think that this is okay, you know. So that's why a lot of people are satisfied with this sole denominational system. Like I said, God has used it just like God used Saul, like God used Balaam, you know. But, uh, you know, but he's not satisfied with it. And so he's going to change it from a Saul type to a David type. Now let me, let me make this a little bit more practical you know uh, and tangible by using an example i gave this testimony some time ago i it bears repetition now because what we're looking about saul and david is so important because as as this new david leadership emerges in the church a lot of the problems david had and the people around him had will emerge again why is the spiritual forces we're going to look at that in a minute spiritual forces in the air the bible calls satan the prince of the power of the air so there are spiritual forces and power in the air that come against men's minds their wills their emotions their body and circumstances and try to make them behave like many of the characters we're going to see in the life that we're seeing in the life of david you need to understand that that's why this study is so crucial so you can, when those spiritual forces come against you, you will understand why, where they are coming from. And then you will have the spiritual wherewithal to be able to thwart them, to overcome them. So they will not stop you from being everything God wants you to be. Having said that, let me give this practical example. I'm going to use my own practical example, uh, uh, you know, to explain this. In the year 1992... About, yeah, I we had started Scripture Pastor in 1984. This was eight years later. The church had grown numerically, you know, and like everybody else, I was just going to do what everybody else did. I looked at our denominational uh, uh, fathers, you know, 
I said, I came out from, I, I got born again, you know, then I, I, I grew up in an Assemblies of God church in London, you know, so that was the pattern, you know, that I saw. And you, you see, that's why I said you can't blame them and then you can't blame them. Because if you look at the pattern of Jacob, Jacob put striped rods in front of the sheep when they came to drink. And they, you know, and he spotted uh, 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 rods, poplars, and the sheep reproduced what they saw. So most people just look at the pattern of their spiritual fathers and just reproduce the same thing. And I was going to do the same thing. You know, as I think, oh, well, maybe I'm going to start a branch in Lagos, start one in Victoria Island, you know. My dad had a place there and I came to my, oh, well, I can uh, tell my daddy and, you know, give them a little bit of money, you know, and, and, and start something. I would have been one of the very first, you know. This is 1992, you know. And uh, I'd been thinking about it actually for a, for, for a while. I was in Ivory Coast. I went to Abidjan. To preach for my late friend, Wale Adekoya. And um, I can never forget it. I was in a hotel. And the Lord says, he said, don't do it. He said, it's a soul system. I said, God, but how is the church going to grow? Then the, God, the Lord told me, he said, you will grow organically. He said, that system is, you, you know, it, it produces Absaloms and Adonijas. I can never forget it. Because God knew I knew my Bible. So he, I understood what he meant. Absalom and Adonijah were sons of David that became rebellious because they wanted to become king. When you have a denominational system, it produces uh, 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 spiritual sons and daughters, and everybody is ambitious. They want to become the, you know, the pastor of this branch or the pastor of that branch. And you find that, you know, as, as, as it grows, you know, there are some branches that are more lucrative, you know, uh, financially than others. Everybody wants to be the, you know, pastor in New York. Everybody wants to be the pastor in London. And nobody wants to be the pastor in Bere. <laughs> nobody wants to do that. That's true. In fact, the leaders, sadly and regrettably, use it as leverage, you know, as punishment. If you, if, you, if you please the big men, excuse me, in headquarters, then they'll push you to London. If you displease them, they'll push you to Barry. <laughs> I know of two particular people in a particular denomination, I will not mention the name, who God used. They were sent to, I think one was sent to Enugu and one was sent to Joss. You know, and those men labored there for 5, 10, 15 years, if I remember rightly. And they built, a, you know, the church grew numerically, you know, and, 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 and it was blessed. Then they fell out of favor with the uh, leadership. And they now told them, say, okay, you know, you, I'm, I'm moving you know, to another branch. I moved him to some obscure village, you know, and... Uh, the guy was very frustrated, and he left the church. Uh, the same thing with the guy in Joss, you know, and many others. In fact, one of my friends I met recently, he, he too had to leave. What I'm saying is this. Because it is not organic, because it is man-made, 
it is the it is the people at the top not god who determines who goes where you get this system where you have a lot of ambitious uh, 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 <clears throat> men and women who want these top positions you know top positions of pastors top positions of deacons blah 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 you know in and and so they lobby the uh, uh, leadership in order to get it, it now becomes a man-made system so god told me he said don't do it he said it will produce uh, absalons and adonichas so i said god what, the, what then do i do i can never forget it he said copy the example of kenneth hagan he said that's the pattern he said have you noticed that kenneth hagan doesn't have any branches i said that's true i said and he said to me he said and kenneth hagan ministries you know has had greater impact in terms of spiritual growth in the church than four square uh, uh assemblies of god you know church of god all of them put together the impact that ken hagen ministries have had has had has been greater in terms of growth upward not numerical you know even he, he had numerical too but you know but more uh, more importantly upward uh, spiritual growth than all these churches put together then you know what god told me he said you're a branch of kenneth hagen i said wow i said that's true you know yet kenneth hagen has never met me he doesn't know me all his lifetime i met him twice just to shake hands but he doesn't know me he didn't know me you know i had no ecclesiastical denominational connection with him but there was a connection in the spirit because that's how real fruit grows real fruit grows by the life of god uh, the, 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 the 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 sap and the nutrients that come from the root system into the into the tree trunk of the tree and then the branches grow out naturally and bring forth fruit but it takes time the other system is artificial like a christmas tree you can just put the gifts on them instantly and when it's after Christmas, you remove the gift again and you go and put it in the backyard and bring it out again when it's next Christmas. So God said, don't do that. He said, look at Kenneth. He said, look at Kenneth Copeland. He said, they have not done any branches. He said, but look at the impact. He said, most of their discipleship has been done through books. And those days we used to have tapes. Today we'll call it, you know, uh, uh, messages, you know, <clears throat> online uh today we have the internet back in those days we didn't have the internet but we had tapes and books the impact through the books and they, and he said you are a branch of kenneth hagan you are a branch of kenneth copeland i said wow i said i never thought of it like that and he said that's what i want you to do and to the glory of god this has been 30 some over 30 something years now you know uh, uh you know about with 30 years this year 1992 you know there are people like that from all over the world some people i don't even know them they'll just come up to me and say pastor Luby, you know when i was in ibadan i used to come to your church and god has told me to start this church i met a guy from canada not too long ago you know he said he even sent me something on my birthday he said you cannot know the impact that you have had on my life he has a church as in i don't know the guy i've never met him he said oh he just he he emailed me or he texted me over the internet and said, I am so, so, and so, and so. I met you in Ibadan. So, so, and so, and so time in a place. He said, but since then, I've been following your ministry. Today, I have my own church ministry in Canada. This is what I'm doing. I don't know the guy. That's the real thing.
That's the fruit. But it takes time. And another thing it doesn't do is that it does not boost your ego. Because you see, you can't go up and say, well, I have 500 branches in such a place. Well, you don't know. It's all in God's hands. That's the real thing. That is the one that God is looking for that is going to cause upward growth and not only numerical growth across. Like I said, I'm going to repeat it because people misunderstand what you say. I'm not saying God is not using the other things. He has, just like he used Saul. He certainly used Saul, Saul Ruth for 40 years. You know, God will use it. But it's not God's perfect will and it will not produce the uh, purpose of God for the church to grow into the fullness of Christ. I had to give that very tangible experience, uh, practical example, you know, of my own life and my own ministry so you can contrast the two and, and use these men. You know, I have, I've always wondered, I said, look, Brother Hagen, he just has one single church. Just one church. Yeah, Hagen's dead now. His son is there. You know, uh, uh, Reverend Hagen now. You know, we used to call him Ken Jr. He's no longer Ken Jr. Because Ken Hagen Sr. is dead. You know, and of course, Kenneth Copeland is there and he's still there. He's in his 80s. You know, just Eagle Mountain Church. But there are so many people that have come out of those churches without a denominational tag. They are independent they do the work god called those people they go ahead and do what god told them to do then they come back to their father they acknowledge it they they have friends with them you know and all of that but they don't control them thank you for listening to this podcast we believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious transcendent life in christ our mission is to equip god's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.